You're going to want to vaccinate for this one. It's Mikey J on KGUP Presents. Mothers, lock up your daughters. It's time to see Mikey J. Mikey J. Are you fucking with me? We're dealing with one sick son of a bitch. We live in a world where we constantly worry about what others think of us. It's easy to think that if we switch places with someone, we'd be better off. But in reality, it's our flaws that define us and make us who we are. We should stop trying to be anyone other than ourselves. Never try to be anyone other than you. Should I stay or should I go? Mikey J, and you're tuned in to KGUP Presents, and I'm so excited for today's episode for two reasons, and that's because we're going back to our music format. So if you like discovering artists and you're tired of mainstream promoting the same 12 artists, then this is the right episode, the right show for you. So if you've gotten this far, that means you're either enjoying the sounds of my soothing voice, or you can't find anything quick enough and you've just given up trying to find something else. Either way, I appreciate you tuning in to this episode, and I appreciate the support. And the second reason is because we're having one of my favorite artists of all times here on the show today. And by all means, if you enjoy the sounds of our guest today, Luke Potter, please look him up on the music platform of your choice and subscribe and give him some support and love. In case you're not aware, the music industry is as, is as corrupt as they come. It's you know really hard to make a living as a songwriter, and if, if you don't have a second job, it's really hard to make it in this industry, and a lot of people can attest to that. You know, The industry is designed so that the labels make most of the money, and the actual people that are the real talent only get you know the scraps. But you know, once in a great while, we'll come across an artist that does make money through licensing and song placements and does get the support, and, but you know, it's an uphill battle for, for a lot of people which is why KGUP does what it does. Uh, we've, you know, since 2012 and, and even before that, um, you know, I, I've always been scouring the, the social media and the internet to, and then, you know, we go to local venues and support the good stuff, you know, and try to get their, their you know, get the music out there so you people like yourself can, can find them. You know, personally, I have been doing this for, oh my God, probably 
10 years, I, I think. Um, we, we ourselves aren't appreciated in the industry either, but you know, it's kind of a passion of mine, uh, like for a lot of artists and people in inter entertainment, I, you know, it's just hard for me to give it up because I love music, I love what I do. So whether artists appreciate what we do, we do it anyway. And speaking of appreciation, and since the very beginning of my career, uh, this artist has always been a part of KGP. And since he first released his single, first single, I don't know, man, uh, that, that might have been 11 years ago. And uh, maybe about 2010, may maybe a little later. It, it, so much has happened since then. But uh, he had a song called Walls. And, um, you know, he reached out to me and I just started playing it. And we've just been playing his music ever since. And he's had other hits like Healing, One Day, All the Same, Do You Love Me Yet? Um, in fact, we're currently playing two of his newest singles right now. Uh, his newest, latest project. And we'll, we'll get into that definitely. It's called Heckle. And without further ado, uh, how you doing, my guy? <laughs> uh, man, it's, it's, it's so cool, man. Like, um... It's crazy to think that we've actually been in contact and, you know, friends for so long. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, I, I feel a, a deep, I know you just said in the intro, you know, it's a very difficult business, but um, having the likes of yourself make it a little less difficult. So uh, you are appreciated for sure. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And, so and thank you. Thank you for your, for your support and your appreciation, man. Thank you. I mean, likewise, I mean, you've been there me since the beginning and you you always say something about kgp and all the, the stuff that we do because you know there's a lot of artists that just take us for granted and they're just like well you helped me last you know last song and you know and so they don't really reach out to us anymore and we just become forgotten as soon as they like start to make it and have any kind of success they kind of move away and then you know they don't thank the people who who had followed them from the very beginning which is a shame, but also I understand because they just they're they're just caught up in the moment, you know. Yeah, like blindsided a little bit by yeah, by the moment, like you just said, you get lost. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, one year we we got to finally meet, and that was back in what 2013. I, I was like trying yeah. to find like all our pictures and stuff, and yeah, that was a. I mean, you just showed up out of nowhere, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> look who it well, is. Whereabouts in LA was that? I, um, I, obviously I've been a couple times, but I can't remember because it was a lovely venue. I remember because Katie Cole was there. Yeah. Um, you guys were there and you, you made me feel like a rock star. That <laughs> That's sure. You were a rock star. <laughs> well, <thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was on either Third uh, Street or was on Melrose. It was a place called The Sandbox. It, I don't think it's open anymore, but. Oh, no, that's a shame. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no. um you've been the best support for like since day i mean wars i remember when i wrote that and um i think i played it to my dad and he was like oh do you know what luke this is the first first good thing you've ever done <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah so i was like, oh I'll carry on then <laughs> wow yeah it was such i mean so much time has passed and so many things have happened and you've released a lot of music since then and you know we yeah. we try to We've always been in contact and we play, you know, whatever music you've, you've been, you know, you know, releasing. And so it, it's been awesome watching you grow and, and expand you. and be an awesome producer because you, you do a lot of production, right? Yeah, um, I've actually, because because of the coronavirus, um, 
over the last year and a half, almost two years now, um, it gave me sort of like a perfect time to sort of step, like to go more into the production. Um, mm. And um, I've always worked with lots of different producers. Like in LA, I worked with a guy called Blue, um, fantastic guy. I was fortunate enough to work with um, Ken Calais, who did the um, the Rumors album for Fleetwood Mac. Um, oh, wow. And um, when you see people do it, it's um, it's quite amazing. And um, so to feel like I'm sort of, you know, not not quite their their level yet, but um, to feel like I can actually like produce my own music to sound how I want it to sound is is a truly truly special thing, and also a bit of a curse at the same time because uh, you can get so caught up in the production of a song that you sometimes forget about the song. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've I've heard people overproduce their music that it's, you know, sometimes it's just it's better to have a simple simplified version of the song and then you know just because you discovered this like cool you know echo or or sound it doesn't mean you have to put everything that you've ever discovered all in one song and some people have a tendency of overdoing it <laughs> yeah oh, I've, i mean i'm definitely guilty of that for sure um but um so I, I i'm actually really close with my dad and and he's a just another set of ears for me to go hey you should, maybe you should take that guitar out or maybe you should do this or and um it's good to have those other ears and because sometimes when you're so close to it you can't you can't figure out if it's good or <laughs> yeah you know i mean you get too close to something and it it's tough. definitely hard to step outside of yourself and hear the music from a outside perspective because you know you're your own you're your own worst critic or you're you're your worst fan <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely yeah. I know that I know that feeling very well. <laughs> so you're talk about your father. How how much of an inspiration has he been for you? Oh, he's he's the biggest biggest inspiration ever. And um what's been great is that we've you know, he's always been so supportive, um and also sort of become, you know, like I just said, an extra set of ears mm. to, to listen and, and really sort of mentor me. Um and you know, I've been recording some of his songs now. So really, that's the yeah, so he because he was in a band, and um, he was actually signed by Simon Cowell. Really, uh, before, before Simon Cowell was Simon Cowell, before he wow. went on to do to doing major TV. Um, so he's got some cool stories to tell. That's for sure about his time with, with Simon. Um, so he he knows the business. You know, he, he's been around. He's been around, um, he, you know, when he was in his band, he had record labels and stuff. And unfortunately, he didn't quite make it through, make it through. But he had the experiences. And, and I think because he's had those experiences, he's been able to sort of guide me and make yeah. me understand things that I wouldn't have understood had, I, had, had it been anyone else. Yeah, it's awesome to have that perspective in someone who's had experience and you know when you know whenever you look back on your life you you wish you would have done this and this and this and that way he can direct you. It's like he already can foresee the mistakes are about to happen and he can kind of like guide you. So that's awesome that you have him as a resource. Yeah, ab absolutely. Um he really is um he's a real inspiration to me and um no <clears throat> sorry nothing beats uh writing a song and having him go i love it you know yeah and i think that's probably a big reason as to why i do it 
as well. Well, he also can help you with like the whole format of a song because there's definitely a algorithm for each song, especially the ones that are mainstream. That you know you have to have a bridge and you have to have the you know yeah. the, all the chorus and in, in the right places because that's what really hooks the ear is is the 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 rhythm and the format. And everybody expects to hear a certain break in the song. And then you know you want to be able to to sing along with the song, so you have to have certain number of choruses. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then, I, I'm I'm a little bit guilty recently of not having enough choruses. <laughs> that's what that's what my dad says. He'll put a double chorus on the end, and I'm just like, no, they've already heard it by then. He's like, <laughs> just he's like, put a key change in, please, put a key change in. I'm, yeah. like, I'm not putting a key change in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, sometimes it doesn't really hurt to put, add in that extra twenty seconds, you know, especially if the song is not long enough, or or if it's too long. I mean, who yeah. cares if you got another fifty eight yeah. seconds or whatever? Do you know, I I think the reason as to why I'm guilty of making the song shorter is because、mm. I'm sure, as you know,、um, people's attention spans with music now、oh, have, are just getting shorter and shorter.、Um, You know, I remember I used to listen to albums. I I used to sit down, and it was a, an event for me to sit down and listen to an album from start to finish. I'd listen to the same guy, same band, same artist, same same songs, over and over and over again. And now, because of the likes of Spotify and stuff like that, if you you can just pick, oh, I like this song, and I、yeah. like this song. See,、so、that's why I feel like people are. Condensing their songs, so you're finding a lot of songs now are like two thirty because、yeah. you want to get you want to get to the chorus faster, get to the last chorus faster. You know, that's true. Yeah, it's not like the old days where it was a lot harder to like skip to the next song, like like on tapes or even records. You know, because you have to like lift the needle and move it over. It's not like now、yeah. where you just hit the forward button and you're to the next song. It's like、ah, I don't like it. Click, yeah, click. Like, yeah, it's a couple <laughs> seconds, and and you're. I mean, we all do it as well. We, we're all out doing like that. Yeah, move.、Oh, yeah, I got accustomed accustomed to that very quick, and I, I've started to realize because I can see, you know, people's listening habits, and so I know it's like, oh, maybe this song isn't as good as I thought. So I'm going to go ahead and take that off because people were skipping.、Yeah. They weren't even get past ten seconds, so that's a bad sign. <laughs> oh goodness, yeah,、I、yeah, mean, it's not a good sign. But、yeah. Yeah. So um. So how are you doing over there? You okay? Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's been really hot.、Uh, I mean, we were. It was been raining since、uh, February because we had that big snow. Because we're out here in Dallas, Texas, and so, oh, so we went. Yeah, we got out of there. It, it was just、uh, too confining. It felt like a prison. <laughs> yeah, I, I. I mean, obviously, I live in, in England, so but obviously, I can only go by what I hear. But I. I, I've always heard that LA is quite a bubble. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's opening up now, but it, it took you know eighteen months. Yeah, that's that's、wow. just too long. So how you know, long we, have you been in Texas?、Uh, we've been here for quite a while. We actually、uh, moved out here last April. <laughs> so, oh and wow! We, we kept it a big secret because you know I was still working in in LA, and yeah, yeah.、Uh, yeah. So we kept that hush hush and. Finally made the announcement that we had moved in in December and yeah, so we're life is a lot better and and you know most of the all the music stuff that I work with everyone's online anyway, so it wasn't、yeah. that big of a change. 
Yeah, no, I suppose once once you've got those connections now, it's hard to lose them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, and actually, the the day before the national lockdown, we had went to a、uh, a live show, and that was the last one, and that was like March eighteenth, and the next, the very next day, was, everything was just shut down, and、yeah. you know, we were just at home, at, afraid of of leaving the house, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's been pretty wild. It's been a crazy couple. It's been almost a crazy couple of years. Yeah, and、uh, I don't know what it's like、uh, over in in Texas, but、um, we're we're almost opening back up to、um, up to normal here. And I think we've got a couple more months before it's back to normal. Yeah, quotation marks.、Um, <laughs> so so here's to hoping. I mean, hopefully, I, I think it's gonna. Unfortunately, it's gonna be something that we live with for for a long time. Hopefully not. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think it's. I think it's going to be a little bit like the flu. You know, it'll eventually. It's going to always be there, but it won't be as dangerous. Hopefully, right. So、yeah. before the the、uh, lockdowns, did、uh, did you do a lot of performing? Like, did you? Was it a big change for you going from you know the transition? Do you know what I I, I was playing, but、um, a couple months before the lockdown, I actually sort of took my foot off the gas a little bit. Um, and that's when I sort of started producing more. Yeah.、Um, but going forward, it's it's something that I really want to do. You know, I've, I've just、um, I've been just heard that I've been good, bit,、uh, booked for a really cool gig <laughs> in Scotland.、Um, so I've never been to Scotland before. So that's going to be amazing.、Um, and I'm look, yeah, I'm, I want to go back out and play, man. Like I I, I miss it. it. You know, you you forget sometimes how great it feels to be. Performing your own music to people, yeah, especially when you're forced to stay at home and not perform, and then all the the music venues were were shut down for so long, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, now I want to play, I can't, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. It's all it's all sort of opening up here at the moment.、Um, so fingers crossed that it sort of starts getting back to normal. Yeah, you know, for a minute I thought you were starting to wean off of. Making music, and then all of a sudden you just started coming out with like some new stuff. Like you had it in another life, which was one of my favorite songs that you've done. You know, we we did a I did a、oh, mu- little music video for you. Yeah, no, I I absolutely loved it.、Um, yeah, like you described, at, like at the start, it it's really difficult. You know, it, it's you know talented people.、I'm、not throwing myself in, into that box.、Um, But it's like you said to make a living out of writing music or doing what you do is is a very difficult thing to do. So,、um, you know, I've had you know I've been in and out of sort of different different labels and and when you're moving labels, you ha- you can't release music and it can all get quite yeah quite scary sometimes. And you you're left thinking, well, who am I doing this for? <laughs> you know.、Right. So、um, I'm actually at a stage now where I'm I'm able to create music, like the heckle stuff,、uh, as just me, you know. So,、yeah. um, and I feel like it's the freest I've I've been in a long time to just be creative by myself, which is a which is a great feeling. So, but thank you for、uh, for sticking by and、um, and being patient because. I know that it's a grind, and you have to. The way it is now, you have to be releasing song after song after song after song,、um, 
and yeah. I haven't sort of been able to do that up until now. So I've got a new song coming out, um, which I sent you uh, mm -hmm. on Friday, called "Side Where You Slept," which I'm really excited about. Um, and yeah, I'm enjoying enjoying the the different project. Well, speaking of Heckle, how did that project uh, come about? Uh, it's like a brand new thing for you. Yeah, I I think the idea behind it was because I've always worked with other producers, um, and I wanted to sort of give myself an opportunity to be the producer, the writer, and the performer. You know, all all in all in one. And I thought because on the Luke Potter side. Uh, I, I kind of felt like there was a lot of different genres going on. Um, and I wanted to sort of start from a different perspective and go, okay, well, this is the sound that I want to do. This is the stories that I want to tell. So um, that was the idea behind Heckle, I think. I wanted to sort of just create this different different thing for myself. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Um, I, I So far, I love the, the three songs that you sent me so far and we've been playing what preacher and stranger and those are those are kind of a, a fresh take from kind of like they're, they're not that much different from your other music that you've you've done yeah I, yeah how how was the writing process different do you, would, would you say um i would say it's a lot longer <laughs> yeah because <laughs> because i sort of have a tendency to sort of dive into things a little bit more and be like oh do i want to say this or do i want to say that it's very um it's very in the moment um and yeah i i, it's, I think it's a bit of a challenge more than anything you know for myself just to say because a lot of my one of my biggest heroes is a guy called blue and he produced my first album so sugar um and oh, he okay and he produced um he produces all of his own stuff as well and i kind of want to do that <laughs> as well so it's a challenge to sort of try and figure all the parts out and compose the song and write the song and all the parts and stuff and perform it yeah yeah it's it's really hard to find your old music is it because it was under it was released under a different label or well when when i actually uh, I signed with um, Sony Family Tree over in Sweden. Um, that was the first deal I ever had with, with a song called Something More, which was an EDM track. Um, mm. And that ended up doing really well. It had like 18, 18 19 million streams now. Um, wow. And um, I think it was, I sort of reluctantly took it down because took all the sort of previous stuff down because I didn't want to confuse people with who I was. You know, I had like lots of, because that was quite almost power pop, almost mm -hmm. a bit punk poppy, the first stuff. And uh, this was EDM. So I didn't want to like go into this different genre and confuse people. But I, I do get the odd odd message on, on Twitter from, from fans and saying, come on, you've you got to put your old music back up. And I'm like, no, I don't want to put the music up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it's good to have a remix here and there. I, I, I think if you have your original song, the way that it was meant to be heard, and you have a remix, it, it's kind of a fresh take. Especially for the hardcore fans, they, they, you know, when 
back in the old days, I would if I liked a song, I wanted to hear multiple versions. I wanted to hear the garage version. I want to hear the acoustic. I want to hear the yeah. the radio version, and I want to hear a remix. Like, give me four, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is really that's an int- it's interesting you should say that because uh, I've been working with a guy called Jacob Brown, who who I've become really good friends with, and I've been producing music with him for probably about a year and a half now. And we wrote a song called Meet Me by the River. And he, so we put it out as the, the normal track. And he's, and Jacob says, well, can we do, can we do an acoustic version? And I'm like, yeah, of course we'll do an acoustic version. Now that acoustic version now has more, more listens than the actual version of the song, which yeah. I think is like really special because I've always said to, I always say to everyone I work with, if you can play a song, was this is another thing my dad was always taught me, and I always say it to other people, is if you can play a song with just an acoustic guitar or just a piano without, you know, a beat or anything, and it's a good song, and you can listen to it from start to finish, it's a good song. So people are obviously tuning more into the song than they are the production of the song. You know yeah. what I mean? Which is great. Which is a great feeling. Yeah, so it means you're a good storyteller. If people are really liking your raw material with just a guitar, you know? Yeah, no, it's... Thank you. Yeah, special, really special. Yeah, well, you, you know, like I was saying earlier, like sometimes just you know producers get a over, you know, they because of all the different sounds and technologies, everybody wants to just stuff as much crap yeah. <laughs> overlaying, overlaying yeah. the, the song, and so you you kind of lose it. Like I used to love this guy. Um, he's still making music, but um, you know, he he was just it was just him and a guitar. And for he was just making videos on YouTube, and then he came up with his first album, and I'm I'm like, I don't know if I really like this <laughs> because it was so overly produced. Yeah. Well, sometimes you can't listen to the story if it's if there's too much going on. You know, you know, it needs to the song needs to be heard rather than the production of the song. Sometimes the production is is the thing that carries it though, and sometimes it's the uh, it's the story. So I guess it's each to their own. So yeah so uh tell me about your i mean it's like an interview question i'm trying to keep this as very like free-flowing and just conversational yeah Yeah, uh, i'm sure people want to know who who your influences like like who really like inspired you so my favorite band is the google dolls um i think i connected them probably from a lyrical point of view more than i did a melodic melodical point of view um but so they were probably the first band. They were the first band that I heard where I was like, okay, I need to write music because I listened to, I think it was, must have been, it must have been Iris because that's their biggest song, but I'm just crying. I think that was the first time I'd ever listened to a song and just cried. Really? <laughs> like <Wow>. a baby. <laughs> and I was like, I need to make other people cry. <laughs> wow, I have to go back and listen to that song again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so, um, yeah, so the Google Dolls, um, I, I li- used to listen to a lot of the Beatles because my dad, my dad's one of the, a diehard Beatles fan. Um, do you know what? I, I'm, but now I'm super fluid late with it. I, I, I love, I like, I've opened my ears to a lot of different types of music that I wouldn't have done growing up. And, you know, I used to love punk pop. I used, there's lots of, UK punk bands that I used to listen to. I listen to loads of hip hop now. So, yeah. um, anything that gives me inspiration, I suppose. 
Very cool. Yeah, I've gone through every genre, you know, from like I I can't even think. I mean, I I've listened to to metalcore and you know acoustic and yeah. different R and B and like I've loved every style of music there is, and you know I just keep evolving with the times. Like I, I'm like in the current era, like I'm a little standoffish. Like I don't like a lot of the the mainstream stuff that's out. It just seems very uh, artificial. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I think as well. Like you, you're right, because and not that there's anything wrong with it. When you have these big artists, they um, the label tends to say, "Well, you need to have this writer, and you need right. to have." So, so you get Ed Sheeran writing a song, and that's probably good enough on its own because Ed Sheeran's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But then you listen, you look at the credits of the song, and there's like eight writers. Yeah. And it, and I think when you've got that many people writing a song, at some point the soul is gonna gonna leave <laughs> the song. In yeah, my opinion, it it, it kind of loses its its personality and, and honesty, you know. Yeah, having said that, Ed Sheeran is is incredible. So um, he he was probably not a very good very good one to sort of pick out of that list but uh i think a lot of our i think what i'm trying to say is that a lot a lot of artists now aren't really getting involved in in the songs that they're singing and right. um you can't hear the conviction in a lot of it but if you want um if you want a song to like climb the charts i mean you should really get with ed sherry <laughs> do you know what uh, yeah i i would i probably cut off my left leg to, to have a writer song with Ed Sheeran <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh man well for for the longest time I would have loved to to have you know Simon Cowell as my co-host <laughs> or be oh, his co-host yeah, yeah I'm sure you know, sometimes we, we get those moments of like wanting to sell out in order to make it <laughs> oh yeah I do I got asked this um this question the other day and it was like if you had a choice between writing with one of your best friends or writing with someone who was going to give you an immediate top 10, which one would you pick? And I said, I go for the number one and then I bring my friend along. <laughs> yeah. And then we write another number one hit together. So yeah, you, you like, it's all about taking the people, people with you isn't it? along the ride. Man. So what else is happening with you? Um, did you get married? I'm married. Yeah, I'm. I'm wow. super married now. <laughs> oh, congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, two years. Two years I've been married. Um, wow, has it been that uh, long? Yeah, two years. Yeah. Wow. So we um got a little dog called Mila. It's her birthday today, so we're gonna take her to the beach later and um, give her nice. lots of, of dog friendly cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, life's really good, man. Yeah, really good. I'm. I'm busy, awesome. pro busy producing and and writing and singing and doing lots of different jobs. Like I've been I've been writing for a country band. Um, really? Wow. Yeah, which is um, they're a band called Jubilee, um, and they're from Scotland, which oh. brought up where I went over there. Um, and they've sort of uh, been, you know, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say actually. So, <laughs> but. Uh, I don't want to give out any trade secrets. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to give anything away. So, uh, but no, it's it's been it's been great, and um, I've been working on a lot of mixing stuff. Um, 
it was quite cool. I've just had a project recently where st the significance for me is special. But I know, like, my first teacher who ever taught me logic, um, he um, he asked me to help mix his song. Mm -hmm. um, so for someone, the first logic screen that I ever saw was his teaching me how to use it. And I'm now helping mix his song. And nice. he's one of my closest friends, actually. He lives over in Germany. He's so talented. So, so talented. I should send you some of his music, actually. Okay. Um, but um, his name's Ryan. And yeah, so I'm doing a lot of, lot of different, different things and um, sort of expanding my reach, per se, you know? Yeah, I, I tried dabbling in uh, Logic and because um, yeah. my friend he he gave me the program and he you know he even created like some um programs so i could just turn it on and just start recording and then yeah. i wanted to get into like you know music production um but it, it's such a hard program for me i'm, I'm so, just so have you have you done anything no not at all <laughs> i, I failed say, miserably why, why are you holding out on me mikey i want to hear some tracks <laughs> Oh man, we tried to do something at home because you know my wife, she's a she's a singer songwriter, and she's oh cool in the process of like doing working on an album, but she's going back to her old producer. So because oh, cool. you know pr production is so hard, like it's hard to be creative and be a producer at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, but, I definitely feel like that's why I like doing it because when I'm producing, I can purely hear the song for the song. Yeah, rather than trying to write the song and produce it, which yeah. I do as well. So, I'm yeah. I'm good at cut, cutting and pasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, nothing wrong with a good old copy and paste, man. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. <laughs> I think I was a little more creative, <clears throat> like when I first start got into radio production and stuff, because you know we were in school, so we were we were using Pro Tools and stuff like that, and uh, you know I got really creative with like my intros, but that was like the extent of my talent <laughs> oh yeah well at least you tried it though man like a lot of people like don't even step into that world do you know what yeah. i mean it's, it's good to try it for sure yeah and, and yeah, video... how, how's everything with you are you okay yeah i mean we're we're uh just uh kind of you know just living day by day and we're we're just you know finding time to you know do the production of the, of the show and my wife she's uh She's a martial arts instructor and, you know, so I we... won't annoy her. I won't, I won't tick her <laughs> off then. <laughs> yeah. I, I take lessons over, over at her work as well. So yeah, it, it's a lot oh, of fun. Oh, wow. So you can kick some ass as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little, so, yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually heading out to LA in, um, next April, hopefully. Really? So, um, I don't know if, if like, um, I don't know if you go there often or not, but, um, It'd be, it'd be lovely to see you. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to plan a trip out there because, you know, we, we love the amuse amusement parks. My my uh, buddy, H.R. Uh, Cole, who I think you met when you were there uh, yeah. briefly. Yeah. We, we still work together. He's got his TV show, which is how KGP Presents came to life. And we had our first uh, TV show on that channel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. No, I've got to go over and do some roller coasters and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah i feel like i need to do a load of crazy stuff over the next year or so because i've missed out on doing so much crazy stuff this year and i think the whole world feels like that yeah we've all just been absolutely no no fun allowed 
Oh yeah. It's so crazy. Like I, I was looking up some clip on BBC and uh, it's just, they're just, the lockdowns are just so crazy. Like, and people are like marching in the streets, trying to like fight the whole, you know, anti-vaccine oh, or whatever. Like it's, it's all, it's all crazy over there. Like yeah. I feel bad. Well, I, I think it's, I think it's been crazy everywhere. Hasn't it? Um, it it's quite weird because I kind of feel like it's separated people. Like mm -hmm. in a way, as much as it's all sort of brought us together in, in its own way. Um, it's definitely separated the believers and the non-believers and and yeah. um it gets a little bit testy at times between the two parties i suppose <laughs> yeah and that that's just everywhere you go i mean yeah i don't know how you can get away from it all like <laughs> no no well i'm i'm pretty lucky here because i I've, you know we live out in the countryside pretty much i say the countryside we're on we're on the edge of this this little town and I can see over to like Glastonbury from here from my studio. I've got a lovely little view and stuff. So through the lockdown periods, I've been very lucky to sort of, you know, feel like I've got space, you know, which a lot of people, I can imagine for a lot of people, it's not been that easy, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. I've seen Here's the photos that you, I've seen the photos that you post and they're just freaking spectacular. I mean, you can see oh, the whole right, countryside man. for like, it looks like hundreds of miles. Yeah, yeah. well, it, it's cool because I can actually see from here. I can see where my parents got married. Mm -hmm. I can see where I got married from wow. here. And um, no, it's, it's it feels it feels special, you know. Um, I think I think that I'll probably be here for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, there's no sense. Well, of... you're you're always welcome here. Always. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're come. ever in Texas or LA, just let me know, and we'll hop over there and. Well, hang I think out. I have some distant sort of not relatives but friends who live in Texas. But I know Texas is a a very big place. Am I right in saying that Texas is a very very big place? Oh, it's huge. Yeah. So are <laughs> you like in the city or are you? Um... I mean, we're like six miles from downtown. Yeah, we're yeah. not very far. I mean, there's lots of lakes, so there's there's lots of stuff to do. Yeah. So um, where are you? Like, are you like near Dallas or? Yeah, Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Tell us. So you're a Mavericks fan? Um, not necessarily the Mavericks. They do like the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and just you know, I haven't liked uh, basketball since uh, Shaq was still playing with Kobe Bryant, <laughs> which oh. is a long time ago. That was a long time. That's. I think that's when I started watching actually. So yeah, yeah no. And that was so sad. What happened, man, with Kobe? Oh I, yeah. I, I still haven't gotten over that because. I'm a big basketball fan and being a kid from England, being a big basketball fan is quite weird. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah. So my family gr has grown up on, on basketball. So really? And, wow. Yeah. I mean, there, there was, I'm a heat fan. So, um, yeah. there's been times where I've been fortunate enough to go over. I've seen, I've probably seen about for me living in England is quite a lot, but I'm sure for someone who lives over there is not, but I've been lucky to see about 15 games. You've been um, to 15 games. Yeah, yeah, like wow, in, in my in my time. So actually, I'll show you something really cool. So when, so when yeah. I was in um when I was in Florida, when I was managed by um Justin Timberlake's manager, this was what they got me to sort of as a birthday present. And this is, I know, I saw that Gao big Ming shoe. I saw that big giant shoe, 
And so, I was I mean, like, I've got, I've got a small head, but this is way bigger than my head. Like this is this is ridiculous. I could see that shoe on your shelf in the back, and I was like, that that is not your shoe. Yeah, well, I've I've tried it on many a time just just to imagine, because oh you know God. my B my B plan was to be a professional basketball player. You see, wow. So, I don't think that was was ever going to pan out because I'm really short. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. So have, awesome. you, have you always want, always wanted to to do this sort of thing, or it, it was this plan A for you, or do you, did you want to do anything else? Or, um, yeah, I was just I was just planning on talking to you. Um, no, no, I, I mean, um, career wise. So oh, have career. You always, have you always wanted to sort of be involved with the music side and? Uh, and all you that? know, I I really you know actually getting into radio was kind of an accident. I wanted to become a journalism i mean a journalist and uh because oh, cool. i i wrote for nascar for about four years wow. and then um as the pay grade started to go down because the internet was just changing everything so i wasn't just getting paid per article i was getting paid per click and um you know all the writers were just mass you know producing all these like yeah. articles and so i had to keep up and was writing like you know, two two or three articles a day, and it was exhausting just to earn a living. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm I like, well, I don't have a degree. I, I was by chance I got the job. I just sent in a bunch of articles. I'm like, here, I want to write for NASCAR. And I got hired almost immediately. And yeah. uh, and when wow. I decided to quit, I decided to go back to journalism school. And then I came across uh, a podcast link on our website. We didn't have any anybody doing podcasts except for one person, and it was the show was kind of awful. So the bar yeah. wasn't very high. <laughs> I was like, you know, I could do that and do I could probably do better. Yeah. And uh, you know, I sucked for a while, and then you know, as I learned how to produce and interview people, then it got better. And then um, I wanted to get into radio, and because um, I discovered that you know being a journalist is, doesn't very, make very much money, but being a radio disc jockey doesn't make very very much money either. <laughs> so I'm like, I think okay. being creative doesn't make much money, does no. it? No. So but, I'm um, like, okay. So I, I could work as a bartender, make more money than than I do as a DJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy, dude. It, I there's so. It's what you said at the start of the show, like you know big labels taking all this money and and the people who are writing the songs like it's it, i feel like it has to change like at some point but but with that being said like it's not like we can all boycott the system <laughs> like, yeah because there's too care. many people doing it there, right. there's too too many people writing songs and i, I think that's a wonderful thing but it's also like there's so many people doing it that the, um, the the team and the marketing that you have to have is just through the roof. Yeah. It's through the roof. How are you it, supposed to compete with everyone? And, and what I've noticed with the whole labels signing you and stuff and with social media and all the copyright strikes and restrictions, I can't even promote artists that are just kind of like mid-range, like popular. Like, uh, like I have an artist that I met while I was in LA and they were very, you know, they had like 20,000 fans and 
now I'm getting struck for all the promotions that I did over the last two years. And I'm, I'm having to send emails. I'm like, all right, I had exclusive permission to go ahead and play the song. I did a 60 second video. So it's not like I'm playing the whole song and I'm giving them exposure. Like, how is this hurting your brand? And so the labels just want to control everything. And so we, we can't, wow. we can't promote certain artists on YouTube because we'll just get a, like a copyright strike. Or uh, they'll just take down the videos that we put up on like Instagram. So it, I feel bad for these artists that are kind of stuck in this like mid range of popularity where they're not mainstream, but they're not independent anymore. So they're, they're like stuck in this like middle ground where they can't yeah. make a whole bunch of money. And yeah, yeah. So I just don't like where it's going. No, it's, it, I, I, yeah, I think it's got to change because because we oh, it just can't carry on like this you know i yeah. think i think there will eventually have to be some some sort of shift in in the royalties or the way the royalties are distributed because you know unless you're making i think it's something like i think you have to get like a hundred thousand streams no sorry maybe i'm talking rubbish here <laughs> I don't know the exact number, but you'd have to get a cra I think it's like a crazy amount of streams, like fifty thousand streams a day, in your mm -hmm. like to make minimum wage. Yeah, um, and that isn't right because not everybody can because you've got to spend money to get the streams. Yeah. So it's it's crazy. Well, when you consider how much it costs to do like a five-song EP. With any kind of production and it, you know, mastering, which it costs you about 10 grand. And then you got to spend, you know, two to 5,000, sometimes 10 grand just, just to promote it, to get a, a PR company to get it out there and get it in front of like, you know, Rolling Stone or whatever. And so when you get your check, when the only check that comes in is from Spotify and they give you $10,000, $20,000, it's like, okay, well, that's a wash. Because all that money you just spent, you know, if you get a, I think one guy in particular, he got like a million streams and he got, he made like 20 grand, I think. Yeah. And then the, I did the math and it came out to like 0 0.008 cents for every stream. Yeah. And um, it could be, it could have been less than that, but it's yeah. almost well, not even If you're sharing it with the label, if you're sharing, if you're sharing that money with the label and co-writers and. You know, it's it's a pretty slippery, slippery slope. Yeah, you know, there's no money to li to live on. And then if you have a band, like, oh my god, you pay the band. <laughs> yeah, pay yeah. the band. My friend was like, Let let's start a band, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll tell you what, we'll start playing together. There's acoustic, and he's like, let's get a drummer, and I'm like, no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we can't, we can't pay everyone. <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's expensive you know unless you're got a wedding to do every every weekend yeah well a, a lot of the people here there's where i live there is so much talent like there is it's it's crazy um and you know you, there's there's a lot of wedding venues everywhere and i think that's the, how most musicians make a lot of their money yeah through weddings well, with that lockdown, I mean, it, it made it almost impossible because, you know, with all the social distancing, 
and you can't gather more than you know 30 people per venue it's like then you're really screwed people can't really have fun with each other without being masked up or here's my proof of vaccine you know it's, it's just this whole thing that you have to go wow. through just to have a performance <laughs> yeah nice no, well yeah it's coming out the other end now i think hopefully fingers crossed yeah yeah. yeah, finally, like artists are starting to go on tour, which is which is amazing. It, it, I'm so glad to see bands finally coming back. But you know, at what cost? You know, so many so many music venues have shut down permanently, and yeah. you know, if, if you were lucky, you got some of that bailout money to stay open. But you know, it, it it's such a huge uh, burden on so many people. Yeah, no, it really is. It really, really is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, when I come over, um, I'd love to see you. It'd be great to, to catch up and have a beer if you drink beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, really catch up. Definitely. Yeah. It's been a long time. I mean, yeah. but eight years since we've seen each other and we, we just barely saw each eight other for like a few minutes. Yeah. Well, honestly, man, like I know I've said it in the in before in this shit on the show, but your the support is really really appreciated and um i think what you're doing is is really great for artists so so don't ever stop <laughs> thank you that, that yeah. makes makes me it means a lot to me you know you know we we try to step up and and try to shoot for owning a fm radio station and that was that was another uphill battle um yeah yeah you're you know we were gonna when uh when howard stern got his show on xm radio i was like you know i want to i want to get in the same studio i want to move to new york and have opened up a studio and because i wanted to be in the same building as howard stern because uh, believe it or not i was like a huge fan i, I love talk radio and i always thought it yeah. was just funny I, I wish i had that natural ability to be that funny but i'm pretty dry <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know what it, it's kind of frustrating isn't it when people can just like they just yeah, have just something witty. about them that's just yeah yeah my wife tells me i, I i'm capable of that sometimes but uh, yeah. not, not, not almost frequent enough <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm the same like i'm very sarcastic and uh um, yeah. i have a, like a lot of sarcasm but when i when that camera turns on i don't know where it goes it's like wh why can't i be funny like that all the time <laughs> yeah yeah well, i think it's just like it's just like uh stage fright like you said but um no i, I think you're I think you're great like i i always struggle like beforehand as well and then you just get going and just start talking and stuff it's great yeah you know back back when i used to do podcasts i would send people questions and i would tell them to record their answers and then i would record mine and i would splice it together so it sounded like we we're in the same room but yeah, we yeah. weren't because <laughs> wow because i was petrified <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, no way. It That's... took a long time to get over that fear. Yeah, wow. you know, I took. I mean, I... you must really want to really love what you do then, because that seems you must have been terrified. Yeah, yeah. I, I hosted my very first battle of the bands at my college because we never had one. I'm like, are you kidding? The school's been in, in, you know, been around for like 67 years. You've never had a battle of the bands, and so I organized it. I put all, put it together. I you know got all the bands to compete against each other yeah and when i got up on stage i just felt like you know a fish out of water like you know just be yourself you know 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you're doing great. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But to come from um, come from feeling like that nervous, to, you wouldn't, you would never know. Yeah, yeah. I used to take Toastmasters, and I get up in front of all these strange people, and I would rehearse my lines. You know, like pretending to be on stage, and that it did help a little because you know you have to do that every week. And then、uh, I took speech for for th- almost three years, and、wow. it never really prepared me for anything. <laughs> oh, like, really? Yeah, because、oh. whenever I was with a new audience, I would freak out all over again. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, so this is it. Like, like I, it seems a little bit like of any fear. Like I, I am terrified of flying. Mm-hmm. But I still do it, and I still put myself through the purgatory of getting on、yeah. a plane every time, even though I know that I'm going to be terrified. Yeah. So, but you know, if you don't get on the plane, you don't get to where you're going. If you don't stand up and talk in front of people, then you know you're following your dreams. Yeah, I used to be afraid of、uh, roller coasters because I'm afraid of heights. Oh, but、really? I love them. Now you love them. Yeah, like I just、oh, okay. love the the feeling of being afraid. <laughs> wow, you've got to be in the one percent, man. <laughs> yeah,、uh, I don't know about that, but I, I think that the adrenaline and just the, that feeling of having that controlled fear is what life is really what it's made out of. If you're not taking risks and you're not doing stuff that you're not comfortable doing, then、yeah. you're really not living. So I always I tried to push myself and do things that I'm not comfortable doing. I think that's、yeah. great. Yeah, no, I'm.、Um, well, this, it, it goes back to my flying thing. You know, people always say to me, "How can you be afraid of flying?" Because you know, I, I, I was there was times where I was like getting on a plane like every two weeks. Wow. You know, you know to Stockholm in Sweden, and then I was flying to Canada and LA, and I've I've been very lucky to travel a lot. And、uh, they're like, "How can you be afraid of flying?" <laughs> and I'm like, I, do you know what? I don't know, but、uh, all I know is that it doesn't stop me from doing it because、yeah. I'm not gonna let the fear of flying get in the way of me doing what I want to do with my life, like you said. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, flying isn't the, it doesn't feel natural. I mean, we're not birds, you know. No. no. And you know, we're we're talking tons of weight. Flying magically in, in the air, <laughs>、yeah. you know, it's like、yeah. how the hell is this thing staying afloat? Especially some of these like giant twenty-one ton airplanes. I'm like, how is this even like possible? Possible? Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, because I did a fear of flying course,、oh. and because、um, it was that bad for me, and、um, the way the pilot who was doing the session described it to me. Was like you have to. It's like being in water. That's the way you have to see it. So, the plane is traveling at such a speed that the air isn't just the air that you were feeling in front of you. It's it's become thick and dense. So you're not just traveling through nothing. It's like a whole. It's like a stream, and that made me almost understand it a little bit more. You know, which is why I think I was able to just carry on because there were some points, man. I remember being in Atlanta with my dad. And we were flying. I can't remember where we were flying. And I literally told him I wasn't getting on the plane. <laughs> But I was like, I'm, I'm never going to go back to England ever again. <laughs> so I can't、yeah. get on the plane. So I'm glad that I've just perceived and just went through it. 
Yeah. I, I remember being at Knott's Berry Farm in LA and they used to have uh, these par- this parachute ride. And I I screamed so loud and so, I was such a baby. Parachute ride? Yeah. it's I, I don't know when they tore it down, but it was a long time ago. And so um, what's, what's that? Sorry. What's a parachute ride? Well, it would take you to the the top. It, it, it was like the, the, the biggest tower that's there right now. And it just has the giant letter K. Well, it used to have parachutes that would take you up. And as you fell, this parachute would open up. Well, and, you know, it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> you're a braver man than I am. I, I mean, yeah. It's not like the vertical drops now, which are a lot taller and scarier, which I love. I love getting on those things. Yeah. <laughs> you must have you been you've been to Orlando, right? No, I haven't. Well, you you must have. I'm pretty sure you guys have one over there. It's like a. Have you heard of those like sky coaster things? So it's like they strap you in. Like you can be with like two people, so you're like facing frontwards. Like that. Oh no, I won't do those. No. Then it drags you to the top <laughs> like this. It's like a swing. Let you go, and then they let you go. And I was just like that. I said to Kaylee, my wife, I was just like, if you ever book for me to do one of those, that's it. We're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I won't do that. No, no, I've repelled out of helicopters and you know that that's the extent you've you've repelled out of helicopters Mm -hmm. yeah I was in the military (laughs) jeez how was was that scary um at first yes it was very scary yeah Yeah, just dropping out of the helicopter (laughs) and then you're just a pro after that yeah but it was like really dark and we would always do it at like 5 a.m 6 a.m in the morning so it was barely yeah. any light yeah wow man that's amazing yeah wow definitely a part of my life that i don't often think about <laughs> so so when when did you do that when when were you in the military oh god uh a long time ago 20 20 almost 30 years ago <laughs> you look fantastic yeah thanks Jeez, no way! Um, do you know what my my friend was going to go into the into the army here, and I I I really really think it's amazing when people do that because that thing that now that does scare me. Like I don't think I yeah. could I could deal with that. So you did scare me. Yeah, I can imagine. Because that was the first time in my life that I felt like I was not in control of my destiny. And that I was going to go, I basically signed my life over to a government to control my life. Yeah. And I, f- I felt my own mortality. And so when my the base that I was stationed at was being closed, I was like, they gave me the option to retire or transfer to another base. So I just, um, I was like, I'll retire. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want any yeah. part of this. So, no. yeah. Do you, are you happy you stopped? Yeah, I mean, so every once in a while, when my when my life has been in like at, at its like lowest point, I felt like you know I should have stuck with it. But I, who knows? I mean, I could have been gone off to Iraq and never came back. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's got to be got to be pretty terrifying. Leaving like you know, like you said, leaving your life into like this unknown thing. You know? Yeah. It's like wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's life is very interesting, you know. Oh, it is, <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah, 
it's been, I, I always say like to my friends like um with the music because there was like because I've been doing this now for like 13 years maybe 15 it's got to be hold on let me think no <laughs> definitely not fit definitely not 15 I've been doing this for about 13 years wow and they're like you're so lucky to have found what you want wanted to do like so fast um and I've yeah I just always feel like I wonder what I would do if I wasn't doing music and I don't think I, I don't think there is yeah anything that I would do if, if it wasn't music I think I I'd rather I'd rather just get by and, and make music than I would be rich and do something else yeah. yeah, I mean, I've come across moments where I, I thought, you know, I should give up the whole radio thing and just stop doing shows and just give it all up because it wasn't producing any money. I was barely making enough just to keep it on the air. And I I couldn't get myself to do it. I couldn't unplug, you know, permanently. Because yeah. once I unplug, it's, it's hard to get back because all the programming and like just you know, the licensing and all this crap. I mean, it's so hard to, to establish a radio station and I, I couldn't even do it. I, I wouldn't even know where to begin to do it again because th- there was yeah. so much involved. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's pretty, a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of editing, I suppose you've got, you have to do, right? Yeah. But I, I just, I love discovering new artists and putting together like our playlists. Like, you know, we're on, I mean, our, our, our station's on almost everything. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. I mean, not Google Play Music is gone, but we're on YouTube Music. We have a playlist on on Spotify, um, you know, uh, Amazon Echo, you know, yeah. Google Action, you name it. I mean, we're everywhere. So we get listeners from all over the world. And so it makes me feel good that people still listen. Like, like we have a lot of listeners in the Bay Area. In, yeah. in San Francisco area, and it always surprises me because they were like one of the hardest markets for us to get people to listen. LA is the worst. LA is like the worst. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why, why is it? Why is it the worst though? Um, I I don't know. I mean, people are just really caught up in their own their own life. That you know, yeah. it's like I only listen to Spotify. And, and while I did Uber for about three years, and I would play uh the radio station in my car and people just kept giving me compliments and i'd hand out cards and i met a lot of music artists and wow yeah that, that was a fun little experiment i mean i had to do it to, to make some money because I, I was working at like concert venues and doing like their social media stuff and meeting all these bands and you know i, I got to meet so many people who i grew up listening to yeah, like, yeah. Like my parents would listen to, and I got to meet all those people. Like I met Berlin, and yeah, you know, I met uh, uh, God Stan Stanley, God, the guy from Kiss, Stanley something. Oh, oh, I know who you mean. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> Is it Cooper? Huh? Cooper? No, Stanley. Uh, oh my God. I'm gonna have to find this out now. This yeah, is gonna drive me crazy. <laughs> one of the kiss guys he's but people are probably like yelling at me at the screen <laughs> yeah like what are you how do you not know paul stanley no uh no? kiss it's, uh, Stan, paul stanley or stanley paul paul stanley yeah that's yeah it. that's what it is <laughs> wow we should we, are we in the right industry <laughs> <laughs> right. i mean i'm not any money killed for that 
I've met, I've met so many people. I've met uh, God. I, I like a whole list of like people who I've met, and I've, I've met. Uh, uh, see, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So working in music, I mean, I've I've it, it's you know there's a lot of like cool things about it, and uh, yeah, doing Uber was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that gave you just gave me a great idea. I was just like, okay, time for me to start doing Uber and just playing my album outside of the car. <laughs> Everyone who gets in the car, what do you think of this song? Hey, hey, download it, download it, download it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know for a fact a lot of people heard your music uh, doing Uber because you know oh, I would well, get a lot you. of compliments and you know a lot of new listeners. But you know, a lot of those people who became listeners were not even from LA. They were visiting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. They were like on vacation and yeah stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to going back because my wife's never been, and um, I've got a lot of things that I lo- I want to show her. And I know I feel like I've spent so much time in the states that even though I haven't seen it all, mm-hmm. it feels like a second home. You know, my parents cool. owned like a place in in Florida for a little while. And we used to go over there with like friends and family. So it's pretty much, yeah, like I said, it's like a second home over there. Just nothing beats that feeling of getting off the plane somewhere and feeling like this is so good. I, yeah. I, I'm at home here. So how did you guys meet? She a oh, we actually met on Tinder. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. And I, I think thinking about it now, I look back and I'm like, why didn't, I tell Tinder because they could have paid for my wedding. Yeah. Come on. Because you hear so many stories of that. And um, yeah, no, just we met and um, it was just very instant. Like we just fell in love and that was it. (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. Like of of all apps, it was Tinder. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. So um, how long have you been married? This will be our third year. Yeah, we got married in 2018. Yeah, thank you. Where did you get married? Knott'sbury Farm. Nice. Is that is that close or is that in LA? That's in LA. It's it's more like Orange County. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. It's very close to Disneyland. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I I didn't go to Disneyland when I went to LA, but I went to Universal. Mm-hmm. So I love that. That was great. Yeah, Universal. It it's uh the one in Orlando is definitely better. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard it's just very different. Yeah, it's, it's very small because it's on a hillside. So they have, you know, limited space, but it's cool because they do a lot of filming there. So you get to see the studio stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I love all that stuff. I did the Hollywood Hollywood studio tour and oh, yeah, and that's that great stuff when I went. Oh, I love it. I'll, be, I'll definitely be doing that again. But yeah. 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 I do miss Thank all that. Thank you so much for having me on, man. Thank you. So yeah, much. of course. Yeah, I, I can't believe we've never done an interview together. I know. I know. It's pretty like eight years is a pretty long time, especially as you know, you've been so, so great. It feels weird that we haven't, yeah. haven't done this. Yeah, I, I was looking at my old podcast and I was like, I thought for sure I had you on the show and I couldn't find you. It was like 176 episodes and not one of you. So I, I wow. felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for having me on no it feels really great yeah so what are you going to do for the rest of the day just gonna so i'm just going to take the dog to the beach and um 
probably sit down and watch a film and if I get called into the studio to do some more mixing, come and do that. Very um, cool. What about you? What time is it there? Uh, it is early. It's only 12 noon. Oh, amazing. So you've got the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> you've got the whole day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, thank you again, man, for having me on. It really means yeah, a lot. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, well, yeah. Well, so what do you have planned for like your music? Are you going to be doing like a music video or like? What- yeah, I think I've got like videos coming in the future. Um, I think what I want to do is sort of release the majority of them and find out which is the most popular um, and then do a video for the popular one. So it's almost like a double release sort of thing. Yeah. But um, so I've got another I've got a song coming out on Friday, which I said. And I also have a song coming out on my birthday, which is my 30th. Wow. Um, the 16th of July. So, um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting release. Cause, um, so it has been be- 17 years since, since your first song that I that you had yes. sent to me. Has wow. it been 17 years? Thir- 13. Sorry. 13 years. Yeah. Look now. Yeah. Bananas. It's been a long time, man. And you know what? It it feels like just yesterday. Yeah. Time is just flying by. Well, we were at, shortly after you sent me a song, we were at Hard Rock Cafe and, you know, they always play music videos and your song popped up. Like you had a music video. I don't remember what song it was, but I was like, holy crap, that's that's, uh, Luke Potter. Yeah. And so we were all freaking out like, oh my God, he made it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I remember when I, um, it's, it's a cool story actually, because I was on a plane on my way back from, from New York, I think. And I sat down next to this guy with my parents. And because I'm such a nervous flyer, I started talking to the guy next to me because I like, I have to, I have, I'm sure he was like, just shut up, shut up, shut up. But uh, nonetheless, he had to listen to my voice for eight hours on the flight. Oh, wow. Um, he didn't tell me who he was, but he actually was the guy who runs Hard Rock. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so I ended up playing him some music on the flight. And at the end of the flight, he gave me his card. And it said Executive Hard Rock. Wow. And, uh, and he just managed to get my... Um, my music on on all their screens and stuff so i was getting like messages from like australia and like china people saying i'm just listening to your song i was like what is going on yeah yeah that's yeah, awesome amazing yeah it was so cool all because of a flight and you couldn't keep your mouth shut yeah all because i was an annoying little kid just saying <laughs> listen to my song yeah, well, yeah. yeah you were super young too yeah Dang. yeah that's awesome, well this, this is the thing whenever i get on planes when i was going to stockholm like every month I would always end, always end up making a really good friend <laughs> yeah. on, on the flight because they had no choice other than to, to comfort me when I felt like I was going to fly out, like fall out of the sky. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, we didn't talk about the name Heckle. How did you come up with that name for the band, for the your project? So it's so, sort of like, um, it's like Jekyll and Hyde, but just with Heckle. So I just wanted to flip flip the letters around so it was something a bit original and um yeah it's heckle is like that ulterior ego of yourself you know which um is the anxiety and and stuff that tells you that you're not all the darkness 
in your life almost it's like mm-hmm. highlighting highlighting that old, you, there's a lyric in stranger and it says um there's a monster underneath my bed but at night he crawls into my head and i thought i felt like the idea of it is that as kids we all have a monster that lives under the bed we grow up that monster doesn't live under the bed anymore because you know there's no monster under your under your bed but it becomes your own anxieties so it mm. sort of crawls into your head and becomes you know your darkness and in your in your weaknesses i think you should do a video for that song and have some animation yeah uh, well kaylee kaylee does all my artwork and stuff so that's really cool yeah i um <clears throat> i wanted to do a video for it just that's how what i pictured when you were you know singing the lyrics and i was like this is too <clears throat> difficult i don't have time for this <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's very it's yeah. very like inner thoughty and um but the other side of it is is i like there's some like upbeat stuff there and some sort of happier happier songs not wouldn't say happier but more on the up tempo yeah um because i think that the the darker side of you also allows you to um you know see the light side just as much as it highlights the bad stuff you know right well that's really cool i can't wait for your your uh your your new music and whatever video you decide to do thank you man thank you yeah, yeah i'm excited I'm really well, thank excited. you so much thank for coming you. on the show i i, I can't thank wait you. yeah thank you so much no i've had a blast and um yeah awesome thank you man yeah i, I kind of like doing this like lawn format because i listen to a lot of podcasts and the longer the better so yeah yeah it's so is this in like sort of podcast form yeah yeah oh wow cool that's that's great Amazing. yeah um it'll it'll air later today and then um yeah it'll definitely be on youtube and then there's like 18 18 different platforms that you can hear the audio the audio podcast version wow you know, I'll, yeah. be, I'll be sure to to post it around and stuff <laughs> like that so yeah no thank you so much for having me on man yeah thank you and uh We'll catch you up to you later. Definitely. So your your website is what? LukePottermusic.com? LukePottermusic.com. Nice. I'm sorry, a bit gassy. Um, and then I've got, um, and then it's Hecklemusic.com as well. So, oh, okay. But you can get to all like the Heckle stuff on my, um, on Luke Potter Music. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of the day and uh, we'll Thank talk you to you later much. and hopefully we'll, we'll hook up. You, you got my email. You, I, you might have my phone number. So I'll send you some more jams. All right. Sounds good. Awesome. All right, man. Thank you, you take so care. Much, man. See you later, dude. See Bye. You. And there you have it. Thank you so much for tuning into this edition of KGUP Presents. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss a single episode. We have some awesome shows lined up for you with some great musicians, but we're going to bring on a few guests from the world of conspiracy. I can't exactly say who's coming on at the moment, but you're going to like who I have coming on. It's definitely a surprise. And uh, with that said, well, thank you so much for all your support and for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) Late. Life have no meaning
purpose, lost, hardest, bleeding, smoking, habit, conscious, feeling, inside there is screaming. People near, claustrophobic, love is always overrated. Get a job to see A couple kids and a house to see Meet a girl and go on holiday It's all the same, it's all the same Pretend you're in